Hello, Alan Doherty here. Welcome to the last broadcast of Preventive Health and Safety for 2023. I really have enjoyed the time that I've been able to spend with you, although I can't see you and I can't talk to you. I feel like that I've been a part of your day, and I hope that you've gotten some really good things out of what we've been going over. I know, you know, there's not a whole lot of new stuff that I present, and I, I understand that. But I'll tell you what, preventive health and safety is not so much about discovering new things. It's about doing the things that we already know and making sure that we realize how important they are for our life and how practicing those things really increase our chances of having a long and healthy life. So today, thinking about 2024, I know everybody says, whoa, New Year's resolutions. You know when the best time to make a resolution is? As soon as you know you need one. Seriously. I mean, if it's July and you need to start doing something or stop doing something or you want to develop something in your lifestyle that's going to be beneficial for you, you start in July. But since it is the first of the year, <laughs> anyhow, it would be a good time to think about some things. So I've kind of come up with 10 tips for 2024 that I just want to review with you a lot of the things we've covered on previous episodes, but I just want to really make sure you understand how important these things are. And if you're driving, obviously, I don't want you to take notes. You can listen to it again when you're able to do that, and please drive safely. And I hope you have a great New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So let's start off with the first one, and that's begin a crusade for the, any needed lifestyle changes you may have. Now, what do you mean be, begin a crusade? Well, first of all, lifestyle changes aren't easy, and they, they're a battle sometimes. And it's something that takes time. And I am not here saying, you know, once January 1st rolls around, all these things in my life are going to be in place. I mean, that's something that you can dog yourself about. But truthfully, all you're going to do is, is give you a feeling of guilt if you slip up somewhere, it's going to make you feel bad. Uh, just real, just say, I'm going to start changing. I'm going to start this lifestyle change. All right. So like eating healthier, you know, that's something that all of us really need to do. The more I read up on diet, the more I realize how horrible my diet is and how much uh, I really need to change in my diet. I mean, there's so many things I'm not eating that I should, and there's a lot of things that I'm eating that I shouldn't. So I'm going to begin this crusade. I mean, I've been trying, but I'm, I'm going to increase my efforts to make sure I make this lifestyle change. I'm going to eat healthier and I'm going to eat slower. We talked about eating slow. How when we eat really fast, it confuses our brain and our brain still thinks you're hungry. So you keep on eating, then you're stuffed and overeat, uh, causing, a, you know, a lot of times people get overweight and even obese because of the fact that they just eat so much. And then again, when you eat fast, your metabolism doesn't have time to really register either. So there's all kind of studies out that prove that eating slower is much better for you. And by the way, there's so many people that, that, that do things and say, it's not bothering me any, I'm feeling fine. Let me give you a testimony here. <laughs> I'll be 68 this year. And a lot of the things I did back when I was young didn't bother me a bit. But now that I'm older, 
some of those things that I did in the past that didn't bother me then are bothering me now. <laughs> so word of advice, live today knowing that someday you're going to be an older version of yourself and you're going to wish that you had made some changes in your life. Exercise when you're getting some activity, very big. This is a huge lifestyle change. We have gone really as a nation from being very active and 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 getting lots of exercise into you know slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, finding more things to do that you're sitting and finding more things to do to take you away from exercise time or even taking a walk and things like that. So make sure that you have that time for activity. Uh, I remember years and years ago, uh, there was a YMCA that I was a part of and I did some weightlifting there. I, I figured you could tell. <laughs> uh, those of you that are, are watching, uh, I don't, don't uh, most of you probably are just listening to these podcasts, but I do record them with video so you can see what I'm doing and acting crazy. But anyhow, uh, what I, you know, I'd lift weights every once in a while, a couple of days a week, but every day I'd go out on the, on the gym with a basketball and I would play basketball with myself for 30 minutes or so. I didn't really time it, but that's about how long it took me to tire out. <laughs> you know, I'd start and I'd shoot and then I'd pretend like I was the other team and I'd take it back to half court and then come back in and shoot again, then run back out to half court and I'd keep doing that. And then when I was just about ready to quit, I played full court for just a few laps up and down just to get those last few laps in. But what I, what, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't have to be a structured, I'm going to go out and run for 30 minutes or I'm going to go out and, and, and walk fast for 30 minutes or do a stair climber or whatever. It can be something like that. Playing tennis. You play tennis for 20, 30 minutes, you're getting some exercise. Whatever you do, get that activity in, get that blood flowing, get that blood pumping, and uh, and really, really, really make it a lifestyle change. Not just something you do once in a while. Make it a regular habit. It's going to help you. And then stopping habits. Oh, yeah, it's hard. Believe me, I know. I, I feel you. It, it's definitely hard, but I've, I've got to beg you and plead with you. you. You've got to take this seriously. When you look at all the risk factors that uh, are involved in these conditions like heart disease and cancer, and, and you find out that cigarette smoking is right up there in almost all of them, as is a lot of excessive alcohol and, and things like that. If, if you have some habits that you're doing right now, and you know, you really need to start a crusade to begin to stop. Now, I'm not saying you got to stop. Uh, on day one, cold turkey, you know, there's many, many different ways to stop smoking. There are smoking cessation plans. There are hot, most hospitals have a program that you can join and just join in with them and, and to help others and help yourself quit smoking. There are medications that you can get from your physician to help you quit smoking. There's nicotine gum. There's all kind of things that have been developed because people and the healthcare industry have realized how detrimental smoking is to your health. So take a tip from those folks and realize it's important. The same thing with alcohol. You know, alcohol is actually sometimes even worse than uh, than smoking. It's not worse as far as risk factors, but it's it's worse as far as trying to get get it back under control because 
the more you drink, the more you can tolerate. And the more you can tolerate, the more like you feel like you're okay. You know, I can drink seven or eight beers and it doesn't affect me a bit. That doesn't mean that you're not abusing alcohol. It just simply means that now your system's used to that much alcohol in your system. And that's not good for you. So, I mean, really, start to think about the things that you know you shouldn't be doing. And please, please, please start a crusade to stop those bad habits. All right, number two, try to reduce and eliminate rushing. We had a whole podcast on this and the fact that so many accidents take place because we're in a hurry. So many car accidents take place because of speeding. I mean, that that's really the number one uh, cause of automobile accidents is, is speeding. Uh, you know, it's terrible. People just fly down the road. They swerve in and out of lanes. They don't put their turn signal on. They tailgate. They jump off an exit in front of somebody. So many accidents and fatalities take place every year because we get into a car and you're in a hurry to go somewhere. Get up earlier. Leave earlier. Give yourself plenty of time to get to where you're going. But don't rush when you do things like that. And then rushing also, not just in the car, but rushing also causes us to ignore some of the safety practices that we should be doing. In other words, if I'm in a real big hurry to go do something, I might forget to put my goggles on when I go to get the chainsaw out and start cutting some wood up. I may, instead of using a step stool, uh, just stand on a chair. I may not switch off the breaker when I'm getting ready to replace a light socket. There's all kind of different things that, that we can talk about where you get in a big hurry, you get in a big rush, and the next thing you know, you ignore that safety practice, and, and, it, and it really causes a lot of problems. You know, over the years, I've heard so many times people saying, well, I was just in such a hurry that I, or I didn't have time to, or, you know, another one that came up with a lot of time is, I was running late, so, you know, there's all kind of different little phrases they use, but the, the commonality is they rushed. Slow down. Safety's something that has to be taken deliberately it has to be done deliberately you can't you can't just do it by accident and if you're rushing most of the time that's what's going to get left out so make sure that you leave yourself plenty of time to do your task to get to where you're going and be careful about rushing then the next one I want to talk about is make sure that you go to all of your appointments. Make sure you have that yearly physical or even more often if you need to. Make sure you have all the lab tests done that the physician recommends. Make sure you have all your screenings done. This is so important. Develop a really good habit around this. It, it shouldn't be a question. When the doctor says you need to have this procedure done, get it done. You need to have these lab tests done, get them done. I want to see you again in six months, make an appointment because you, you never know. And let me say this, the appointment that you miss or the lab test or the screenings that you don't get done could be the very one that's going to save your life. Now think about that. You may put off a colonoscopy or a mammogram or a pap smear, or, a, you know, another test 
for say prostate cancer or or so many other things a treadmill perhaps or you know the stress test or maybe they even want to go in and, and take a look inside your heart and and you know check and see what it is with a cardiac catheterization or a or echocardiogram whatever they recommend that you have done please get it done because it's so vital so many people die prematurely. Remember we talked about that? 900,000 people a year in the United States die what is considered premature death. And a lot of them skip, miss, and ignore the recommendations of the physician for appointments, for lab tests, and for screenings. So please don't take that out. All right, number four, examine your subconscious activities. We have so much stuff on autopilot and it's necessary. The brain can't stop and concentrate and think on every little thing that we do. But start examining some of the things in your life. Make it a, a really good habit of the things that you do subconsciously that you don't even think about. Uh, so, you know, so many people jump in their car, and I was talking to someone not too long ago that, that did the same thing. You know, and I was actually telling them about one of the podcasts, and I said, there's so many things that people do that are so unsafe and that cause so many accidents. I said, I can hardly drive down the road anymore and look at people and they're not talking on the phone or looking at FaceTiming or texting or, or messing around with something else. And I said, that is just a terrible way to get in. I mean, it's a, a horrible thing to do because it's really leading ways to getting in accidents and, and fatal car accidents. So what I'm trying to say is, Really look at those things. And, but it, and this guy I was talking to says, yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of make it a habit whenever I'm done from lunch on my way back to the office. I just, you know, open up my email and see what I missed and see what I got to do when I get back to the office. Well, that might not sound too bad. And maybe if you're driving in time, you're not really driving too fast, but it still takes your mind off what you're doing, takes your eye off the road, and it's going to cause an accident. So look at that routine. Uh, another thing, uh, one lady had, uh, I was reading an excerpt in this health magazine, and she said, you know, for years, she would hurry up and go get something to eat, bring it back to the office, and sit there and continue to work right through lunch, every day, every day, every day. And, you know, it took a toll on her. She ended up having some stomach issues because of it. But truthfully, you don't think about that. You know, you don't think sometimes about your diet. Uh, you know, you, maybe you're a little bit overweight and, and, and you're starting to have some symptoms of diabetes and you have diabetes in the family and, and you don't catch yourself eating that little snack or grabbing that sweet or, or doing this. So have what I call a conscious awareness day. All right. A conscious awareness day. In other words, spend some time during the day, every this one particular day, and then do that day several times during the year, and just really look at what you're doing in your subconscious. Look at some of the things that you do routinely. You say, wow, I didn't even realize that I was doing that, but I sure am. And every time I get a text message, I, I mean, it's almost automatic. I look down to see what it, who it is, no matter where I'm driving. So have a conscious awareness day and uh, check and see what all you have on autopilot and then that also brings up another point and that's number six you got to make sure that you stop and think stop and think in other words you got to take some time to, to make a really good decision so many times 
for some reason or another, something comes up and we think about it, but we really don't take the time to decide. And that goes along with the next one. I'll just join them together. And that's weighing the risk. So you stop and think about that. You know, uh, uh, lots of good examples. But, you know, I, I gave an example of this lady that, uh, you know, she was babysitting her nephew, a little boy, and he loved to have milk and cookies while he's watching his favorite TV show. And, and she was babysitting and didn't have a car seat. And the mother took the car seat. And lo and behold, they were out of milk. And that little boy just kept fussing and fussing and fussing and fussing. Well, she finally gave in and said, okay, I don't have the car seat. I'm going to stripe you in the back seat. You got to sit real still and behave. Okay. But you know, when you set that child in the back seat, that, that, that shoulder comes just about right across his throat. And if you put it behind him, then there's absolutely nothing to keep his whole body from going forward. Now she wasn't going far. Most accidents happen within five miles of home. So what are you saying now? I'm saying, Really stop and think. She should have said, wait a minute. We don't have milk. We can't have milk and cookies while we're watching his favorite show. But that sure is better than getting into a car accident and having him killed or injured because of the fact that he wasn't sitting properly in his car seat. You see what I'm saying? Stop and, and, and weigh that risk and think about what you're doing. As the roads are terrible, they're horrible, and you're driving really fast because you're trying to get somewhere, and you don't want to be late. Okay, but is it better? Think about it, okay? Weigh the consequences. What's the worst that can happen if I slow down? You might be a little bit late. What's the worst that can happen if you keep on driving really fast on slippery roads? You could get into an accident, you could be seriously injured, or you could be killed. So, stop and think. And weigh the risk, and you'll see it's not worth taking that risk. And then don't ignore the warnings. When you see warnings, they're there for a reason. You know, a lot of times people just blow them off. They're saying, oh, those people are just being paranoid. Or they're being ultra safe. And, you know, it's okay. You're going around the bend, and they show a picture of a curve. It has 35 miles an hour. Don't even slow down. You're going 65, you keep going 65, and you'll look at the guardrails uh, on the other side of the road and, and never fails. You're going to see marks all over them. You're going to see some of them taken out. You're going to see tire tracks going down through the grass. It happens all the time because people ignore the warnings. How many swimmers die because they don't take heed to the warning that says there's rip currents and not to go out too far into the water? I can go on and on. How about that little note they put on packs of cigarettes that smoking can cause cancer or smoking is addictive or, or you know, smoking is dangerous to your health. They, they, their warnings are out for a reason. So make sure you don't ignore the warnings. All right. Not only that, be thoughtful of safety needs like around the house and uh, you know, just in general with your family. For example, do you have a fire plan? You say, do what? Oh, you missed that episode, huh? You go back and listen to it. You should have a fire plan, really. You should. Uh, you know, especially if you have a two-story house, I beg you and plead with you to really think about developing a fire plan and actually having a fire drill. You get upstairs, everybody's in bed, all of a sudden the smoke detectors start bellowing. And you realize there's a fire downstairs. 
kids are running around screaming. The wife's trying to find where all the kids are and gather them together. You're trying to figure out where the fire is and what the best course of action is. Everybody should know if there's a fire, the fire alarms go off. And we say there's a fire. We're going to meet here in this particular room upstairs because this is the room that we have the rope ladder so that we can climb down to safety from that window. But you have a plan, okay? Uh, you don't want the kids running downstairs to to bring the dog up or you don't want them going downstairs to try to get their favorite toy because they didn't think the fire was that bad yet. Have a plan, discuss it with your family, and make sure that you do everything you can think of. Take a look at that car. Oh, yeah, look at safety things. I used to listen to guys all the time talk about taking their cars to places. They don't inspect anything. They just lick them and stick them. Yeah, but if that car is in bad condition, it could cause a lot of problems. You get slick tires, and uh, you run around with those. Sooner or later, it's going to blow out, or you're going to slide off the surface, and, and it could kill you. I mean, there's people that die regularly from car accidents, folks. So please, look at those things. See how they are. Windshield wipers. Bah! You know what? That is something that it's easy to procrastinate for me because as a next time I go to the store, I'm going to get windshield wiper plates. Then the next time it rains, rip, 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 and it can't see out the window. You know what? You get into a storm at night with headlights glaring in your eyes. It's very difficult to see. Visibility goes down drastically. So please, please, please look for things that you might be able to fix to keep things safe. How about that board that's loose on the porch? How about that little crack in the sidewalk or that uneven step? All those things you may be able to negotiate, but how about grandma or grandpa? How about someone that, you know, is a little bit visually impaired or someone who walks with a cane or a walker? Uh, folks, if you see something, take care of it. Those of you that have children, <laughs> especially little little toddlers and crawlers, man, you have to be an eagle. <laughs> I mean, you have to have an eye like an eagle and look all over the floor to make sure that there's nothing there that they can get and put in their mouth. You got to keep an eye on them. Make sure that you have the safety sockets in so they can't get anywhere near electricity. Make sure you have gates and doors shut. Make sure all the poisons are up. Just do whatever you can and say, yeah, we're going to make sure our house is safe. Tub, same thing. Oh, tubs can get so slippery. You, you wash your hair with that really nice expensive shampoo and that stuff goes down on the, on the bottom of the bathtub. It gets right slippery. Make sure you use caution, use some kind of mat anti-stick things just to make sure that you don't fall many 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 falls occur and in fact in in the house that is the number one place where falls occur the bathroom and a lot of it has to do with people slipping in the shower so make sure that you take a look at those things number eight develop a mindset for you and your family around preventive health and safety that kind of sums up everything just develop a mindset around it think about it Make it important. There's so many things that are so important to us. And, you know, man, I'm, I'm for every one of them. But don't leave preventive health and safety out. And listen, listen. You train your children to do so many things. And that's wonderful. Just think about how much longer your children may live if you teach them from the get-go to really have a mindset around preventive health and safety. Oh, you can do that. No, 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 we don't do that because 
Oh, you can weed eat without having your eyeglasses on. No, we don't do that. We wear our eye, your eye protection so that we don't get hit in the eye and lose an eye. We wear helmets when we ride our bicycles so we don't fall and have a brain injury. These are the things that we do and these are, this is the reason why we do it. Develop that mindset in your children and, and they'll practice it. And then when they get older, they'll teach it to their children. And, and man, I can't say how wonderful it would be to have generations and generations of families that are preventive health and safety conscious. Number nine, be consistent. Oh, you know what? I always do it, but this time I didn't. I always lock that gate to the pool, but tonight for some reason I forgot to do it. You know, I always wait till my windshield is nice and clear from the frost before I start driving, but today I didn't. That one time that you don't do it, you just increase your risk from here way up to here. Okay, that's what that's what it's all about. We're talking about minimizing risk, bringing risk down. But the one time that you're not consistently doing the things that you're supposed to do for safety, you just jack the risk way back up. Don't let that one time be the time that hurts you. And lastly, don't procrastinate. If you know you need to do it, do it now. Okay, I got to check those batteries and the smoke detectors well do it now i heard on a podcast very good podcast preventive health and safety (laughs) i had to throw it in i heard on a podcast that if you have any kind of fuel that um any kind of fuel you got for forgive my screen something's popped up here and i don't know what it is but if you have any kind of fuel that uh is you know burns like carbon if it's oil or gas or, or or wood, those things burn and produce carbon monoxide, and so you should have a carbon monoxide detector. See what I'm saying? There's a lot of things you can do, and it's so easy to put those things off. I need to get a carbon monoxide protector. I need to do this. I need to do that. How's your fire extinguishers? You've checked them lately. Whatever you have to do, and you come up with a list when you're going around trying to be safety conscious, then make sure you get those things done. Don't procrastinate. I hope you have a very wonderful New Year's Eve, which starts here in just a little bit, and a New Year's Day tomorrow. And please be safe if you're out driving. And I'm not just talking about you being safe. Be on the lookout because there are going to be a lot of people out there that won't be driving safely. I really appreciate you being part of this this podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe. Uh, send me an email. Let me know that uh, you know you've been listening. Send me questions. I'm more glad to answer them. Uh, maybe some topics you're thinking about would be great for 2024. I'd be more than glad to put a podcast together for that. Thank you so much again. Be safe. Be well. And I'll see you next year.